Paul Pouch. I was fixing to throw you this pouch. No. But it's got a it's got a knife in it, it might hurt her. I don't know. Bad when you got things you can't keep up with. That's the story of my life. Here lately anyway. Can't keep up with anything. Huh? Amen. 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 Well, if you have your Bibles, let's turn to Daniel chapter 9. We'll see where it is. It's about two-thirds of the way through. The question I wrote down at the very beginning of this was, does the United States have a prayer? You know, sometimes we think because we're American, born in the United States of America, the most questionably the most powerful nation in the world, that we're just a cut above everybody and everything else, that uh, we're able to overcome anything. Well, we need to consider some things for our country today according to Scripture and the Word of God. Let's have a word of prayer, okay? Lord, we, uh, we thank you that we have the privilege of being your children and a church that we can come to and freely and openly worship you. We realize that uh, so many places around the world, they don't have that privilege. Lord, uh, we owe you everything. We come together to honor you. And Lord, we... Uh, we hope that our nation, the people in our nation, would turn to you in loving respect and hope for our future. Lord, we depend on you, whether so many people realize it or not. Our future is in your hands. God, we just we pray today that we could submit ourselves humbly to you, that this nation might follow you, honor you, and submit itself to you. God, may it begin with us in our hearts as your people. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Studying uh, scripture as we look at Daniel, Daniel... <laughs> Daniel discovered the promise of God to restore Israel. They uh, had been in trouble for some 70 years <laughs> to the nation of Babylon, if you look at Scripture. And the Lord uh, says this, When 70 years for Babylon are complete, I will attend to you, 
and will confirm my promise concerning you to restore you to this place. That's found in uh, Jeremiah 29. There's no such promise to any other people or nation except Israel. Nations other than Israel have risen uh, by God's grace and His will, yet have fallen in their preeminence and their power uh, as history went by. Uh, this has primarily been the, the culprit, if you will, of secular humanism. Folks, we uh, as a people, as, as a world, I guess you would say, as a people uh, of the world, citizens of the world, we have a problem recognizing God as being sovereign and our leader. And uh, we, we fall in the ebb and flow of history as human beings into a bad situation with God. No nation, no nation has the promise of God except Israel. Israel received the promise. It's God's, God's people, in other words. Not just uh, the Israelites, but God's people uh, that we would be raised up ultimately and stand in uh, contrast to the rest of the world and, and the sinful world that it is with their despicable evil and corruption. If you don't believe that the world is, is evil and corrupt, just turn on the television sometime. That's all you got to do. Uh, listen to the radio. Just go to a restaurant and sit down and listen to people talk. You don't have to do much to understand and see just how despicable we are. And imagine how God uh, looks at uh, the way uh, people in the world act. We, uh, as God's people, need to be separate. We need to be a part of a people that's been raised up. Uh, and we need to stand as distinct, godly people in contrast to this despicable world and its evilness and corruption. The United States of America used to be, <laughs> I say that used to be, and I mean it, used to be a godly nation. We were founded on uh, basically godly principles and lived for many years a godly life. Our uh, founding fathers saw fit in our founding documents like the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution to make God a part of it. Today in our country, nobody, it seems, in a governmental power and authority anywhere else uh, in, in the public forum or public office will hardly ever mention the name of God. Uh, we're just, we've kind of pushed God aside and we don't want anything to do with Him. Uh, God is going to honor our hearts and our voices as a people if we'll do like Daniel and humble ourselves in prayer. Uh, as we 
look at these verses in Scripture. Uh, the first uh, three verses we'll look at in Daniel says, In the first year of Darius, who was the son of Ahasuerus, was a Mede by birth and was ruler over the kingdom of the Chaldeans. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the books according to the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet that the number of years for the desolation of Jerusalem would be 70. So I turned my attention to the Lord to seek him by power and petitions with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. Jeremiah says he, or Daniel says he prayed to the Lord. And uh, we, we need to begin to learn a lesson from him. Folks, we as a church are responsible for the direction of the people of this country. If you don't believe that, go back and read our history. It was Christian people, godly people that laid the foundation for our country. It was Christian people and godly people that led us through everything up until this point. Now our government has come to the point where we want to exclude God from everything. We don't want his name mentioned. My goodness, it'd be a shame to hurt somebody's feelings if you said Jesus in public. Well, I'm, that's the point we've come to almost, and we don't need to be there. God sent the word to Daniel uh, when he was on his knees. Something we need to understand. Prayer changes a lot of things. And if we don't believe that, we're probably not praying enough. But if we want to see God change the direction that people go and the direction that our country is going, we need to be in prayer about it. And we need to encourage the rest of our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ to be on our knees and praying about it. Uh, the, the word was revealed to Daniel, uh, we see in, in uh, this passage of Scripture. Uh, let me get in the right place. Uh, in the first year of Darius, who was the son of Asherus, was the Mede by birth, ruler over the kingdom of the Chaldeans. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the books according to the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet that the number of years desolation of Jerusalem would be 70. So I urged my attention, I turned my attention, excuse me, to the Lord God, to seek him by prayer and petitions with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. I prayed, Daniel said, I prayed to the Lord and confessed. The only thing that's going to save this nation and turn it around is not our military might, not our determination physically to do anything. What's going to turn this nation around is when God's people fall on knees humbly and pray to the Lord and ask him to straighten this nation out. That's the only thing that's going to save us. We don't have a chance. We think we're the military might in the world. Well, I want to tell you something. All the military might that we have is like a candle to God with a flame. And he can blow it out just like that and we'll have nothing. We are nothing 
in ourselves. We are everything in the Lord. And if we, as God's people and the churches of America, don't get a grip on that, that we're nothing without the Lord, and humbly fall on our faces before Him and seek relief from Him for the trials and the tribulations that we're going through, folks, we're going to end up like any other third world country. We're going to come under a ruler who is not too benevolent one of these days. Scripture tells us that uh, the Word revealed our dependence upon God. The Word caused Daniel to mourn in humility. When we read the Word, when we see what God's determination is for the sinner and how he's going to deal with sin in the world today, even the United States of America, folks, understand we're not exempt. If anything, we're closer to being exempt than the nation of Israel. Now, they've been out there far-fetched a long time. But their nations started to walk with God. And they have stayed on that path to walk with God. And you look at their history and you wonder, how in the world has that happened? The nation of Israel turned its back on Jesus. They rejected Jesus. They rejected God when he took on the form of a physical human being and walked among them and told them the truth. Face to face and nose to nose, they rejected him. And folks, we've got as close as we're going to get to flesh and blood right here in my hand to what God tells us today. And we can thumb our nose at it and we can turn our back on it and we can not do it. And it's going to come back to get us. It's going to come back to haunt you. You know, when I was growing up, like all kids everywhere, wanted to do what I wanted to do. And I can remember having a mama, especially her, and daddy. Mama got me more than daddy did. Thank goodness. But she said, Terry, if you so-and-so, I'm going to so-and-so to you. Guess what? I'm a hard-headed white boy. I don't know how many times I had to prove to myself what she said she meant. Because I'd do it and she would too. Well, God has told us what he's going to do. And we can thumb our nose at him if we want to and go ahead and do it. But folks, I'm going to tell you what we got waiting. We have waiting the judgment of the Lord. Daniel confessed the one true God as his Lord and his Savior. Uh, look at verse 4. Let me turn the page. I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed, Ah, Lord, the great and awe-inspiring God who keeps his gracious covenant with those who love him and keep his commandments. We have sinned, done wrong, acted wickedly, rebelled, 
and turned away from your commandments and ordinances. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings, leaders, fathers, and all the people of the land. Sound familiar? Well, this sounds just like the United States of America. God has told us and told us and told us, and what, what have we done? What we wanted to do. We're going to pay. This nation will pay. Oh, we think we're the most powerful thing in the world. I want to tell you something. We don't have any more power than a little old tiny ant digging a little hole and kicking up the dust trying to make room to live. That's about what we are. Trying to kick out an existence and live in a world without God. And along comes Joan with one of these old pump sprayers. <laughs> and down the hole into the nest goes the poison. And what happens to all the little red ants in the hole? They just shrivel up and die in that hole. You know what's going to happen to the United States of America? If we continue in an ungodly way and reject our Lord and our Savior, we're going to end up dried up, shriveled up, and dead in that hole. The only way we can avoid that is to crawl out of the hole. Raise our hearts and our hands to the Lord and ask Him to save us. That's what the world needs to do. And folks, I don't know why we have such a hard time getting that in our heads. It's a simple process. God said, if you want to live, come to me. If you want to die, go to the devil. There's no in-between. We think we can just... <laughs> mediocrely cruise along through life, everything's going to be okay. Not so. Not so. Uh, the word of God called Daniel to mourn. He said and confessed, God, the one true, great, and awe-inspiring one, uh, as, as you read through this passage of Scripture, he keeps gracious his covenants to those who love him and follow him. His righteous, this righteousness belongs to God that we desire. That's the only way we're going to get it is through God. And folks, we say we want righteousness, but we seem to make heroes out of those who are not righteous in this world. I don't know whether y'all have noticed that or not. But it seems like the biggest hellions that steal the most money from the people and from the world are the heroes of the world sometimes. Compassion and forgiveness belong to the Lord. Yeah, look at verse 9. Let's see what it says. From one of them, a little horn emerged and grew extensively toward the south and the east and toward the beautiful land. It grew as high as the heavenly host, made some of the stars and some of the hosts fall to the earth and trampled them. It made itself great, even up to the prince of the prince of the host. It removed his daily sacrifice and overthrew the place of his sanctuary because of rebellion. A host 
together with the daily sacrifice will be given over. The horn will throw truth to the ground and will be successful in whatever it does. It's talking about the one that's coming that's going to try to replace Jesus in the world and in our lives as human beings. He's going to appear as a, as a little version of Jesus, a little horn, a, just a tiny Jesus. Now, you don't have to turn on the news very often to realize that there are plenty of human beings out there who are in positions of power that want to be considered God Almighty. Boy, they suffer from uh, what used to be called delusions of grandeur. They think they're really something, and they're not really anything. Uh, man, I'm telling you, uh, we need to recognize God as our great and uh, awe-inspiring God that keeps uh, His covenant with those that love Him and obey Him. God, look, my, my parents told me, you do what I tell you to do and everything's going to be okay. You don't do that and you get into trouble. You know what I'm going to get? I'm going to get your bottom. I mean, it's just that simple. You do right and everything's going to be okay. You do wrong, I'm going to get your rear end. I can't tell you how many times I've been hard-headed. And I've, I've done the jig around the living room floor more than one time. Y'all know what I'm talking about? That's when mama's got one hand up mine and paddling the other hand, and we've gone round and round in the middle of the floor because I was trying to get away from that board, but I couldn't because she had me by the hand. Now, it would be comforting to us if we thought that God was going to do that to us. You know when he does that to us? In this life here. You know if we step into the next life without him, he's going to turn that hand loose and that soul's going to fall straight into the flames of hell. That's not a pleasant thought. But folks, that's the only thing that awaits those who reject the Lord Jesus and his love and his watch care. Compassion and forgiveness belong to God. They're his. We can't get them anywhere else. Verse 15 in this passage of Scripture here refers to God as deliverer. He's the only one that can get us out of trouble. And Daniel confessed his sin as an individual and national sin. He knew that he had done wrong, the nation had done wrong, and acted wickedly. And he admitted that to God, that he was full of rebellion. That, doesn't that describe the United States of America? That we're just full of rebellion we don't want to do anything the way anybody tells us. We're objectionable when it comes to the law. How many times have you heard somebody say, you can't tell me what to do? Ha! <laughs> well, God can tell you what to do. It's up to you whether you do it or not or get you butt whipped. Excuse my English, but that's what it amounts to. Now, personally, I don't want an eternal lashing. Daniel said, uh, we haven't listened to our prophets, preachers, 
We've rebelled against God. We've disobeyed His voice by not walking the way He has taught us. All your people, He says, have broken your law and turned away, refusing to obey. Isn't that sad? Who, who was He talking to? Daniel was talking to Israel, to God's people, God's nation. And he said, you have, as a group, you've turned away from God. You've turned your back on him and not listened to him. Uh, you've broken his law and turned away from him. Even after great calamity, even after all these bad things have happened to you, <laughs> you've not uh, tried to appease God and fix all these injustices that you're guilty of. We've sinned and we've been wicked. Folks, I want to tell you something. We deserve just exactly what we get. Just like I did when I did something I was told not to do. Or not to do something I was told to do. Daniel acknowledged the shame of sin. Open public shame to all your people wherever they are because of disloyalty shown to God. Open public shame belongs to God's people because they have sinned against God. In verse 8, Then the male goat became very great, but when he became powerful, the large horn was shattered. Four conspicuous horns came up in its place, pointing toward the four winds of heaven. From one of them, a little horn emerged and grew extensively toward the south and to the east and toward the beautiful land. It grew as high as the heavenly host, made some of the stars and some of the host fall to the earth and trampled them. It made itself great, even up to the prince of the host. It removed his daily sacrifice and overthrew the place of his sanctuary. Because of rebellion, a host, together with the daily sacrifice, will be given over. The horn will throw truth to the ground and will be successful in whatever it does. Folks, continued disobedience to the Lord has only that to look forward to. Choked to the ground and trampled on. I don't that's not a very pretty picture. That can happen to us. Uh, Daniel certainly recognized the calamity that lay ahead. And uh, he appealed to God. Daniel appealed to God. When he recognized what was happening in his nation, he appealed to God. Uh, in in uh, verse 16, he told God, he said, Because you're righteous, Turn your anger and wrath away. <laughs> Not because of us, because you're righteous. Don't punish us anymore. Don't kill us. <laughs> Listen for your sake to us. Let your face shine uh, on your sanctuary, your people. Let your face shine on us. Incline your ear to hear us. Open your eyes and see our desolation. We're in trouble. See our trouble. 
heal our trouble. Prayers are not presented based on righteous acts, God, but on account of your abundant compassion. We don't, we don't pray to get stuff. That's what that means. We don't pray to get stuff. We pray because God is compassionate and loving. He's the provider. He'll give us what we need, not necessarily what we want. A lot of times we get what we want. But many times we get what we need. Verse 19 says, Hear us, forgive us, listen, and take action. Daniel wanted God to do something, but he wanted him to do what he wanted to do. Verse 19 tells us, For your own sake do not delay, for your people are called by your name. God, <laughs> that, to me, I can, I can picture what Daniel's thinking. We're your people, and we're showing our rear end to the world. Nobody in the world ha will believe that we belong to you by the way we act. Now, do something. Whew. What if we as God's people prayed that today? Seriously. Reckon what God would do. I hate to think about it. Folks, we've pretty well had peace in the world in recent years. But if I remember from my history book, we've had a, a civil war. We had World War One. We had World War Two. We had Korea. We had Vietnam. And we pretty much are involved in some kind of conflict somewhere in the world all the time. Why? The world doesn't want us to be godly. The world wants us to be greedy. So what does it do? Take stuff away from us. You ever notice that with a child? He can be perfectly happy and content sitting there on the floor playing. You take that toy away from him. He get discontent right quick. Kind of like the United States. We're a bunch of children sometimes. We want what we want and we want it right now. And if we don't get it, what are we going to do? Have a fit? Does the United States have a, a prayer well, perhaps if we, like Daniel, will begin to diligently search the Scripture for the truth and let God's Word speak to us, maybe if we too will confess the one living God as our Lord and our Savior, maybe if we acknowledge the shame of our sin, see, that's a big problem in our world today. Nobody thinks they do anything wrong. Now, how many times have you heard somebody say, do your own thing? Well, I'm going to tell you something. 90% of the time, people that do their own thing are wrong. Because when we do our own thing, 
90% of the time it doesn't agree with God's thing. We need to appeal to God's love and kindness, His righteousness, and His compassion, not to mention His forgiveness. We need to know and honor Him because He loves us. We ought to be honored because we can be called Christian because of our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord hadn't promised anything special to the United States of America. Sometimes we act like it. I've heard people say that we're the new Israel. Folks, don't kid yourself. Until we fall on our faces corporately as a nation before the one Savior and living God, it's not going to happen. Politicians are, politicians are not the answer to our problem. Politicians are the problem most of the time. You care enough about our children and grandchildren to pray that God will have mercy on us and our nation and turn back to the paths of righteousness. That's what we need in our country. We need to turn back to the paths of righteousness and get away from doing our own thing. Doing our own thing has gotten us in a world of trouble. It's going to be the downfall of this nation, doing our own thing. We need to do God's thing. We need to corporately, as a church, as God's people, make up in our mind, if nobody else will, I'm going to do what God wants me to do. If it hair lips the devil, I'm going to do what God wants me to do. Sometimes it's not easy. Most of the time it's not easy. But it's our call to do what God wants us to do. Let's stand. We'll pray and be dismissed, okay? Do what? You have an invitation? We have an invitation. Well, bring it on. I do not know. I'll be ignorant of these things. That's not a good thing. All right, let's stand. We'll have an invitation. If uh, there's any need that you have that you want to leave before the Lord, you want me to pray with you, anything, you come forward and uh, take care of that business, okay, with God. Page what? 